Welcome to The Forgetting Curve, a compilation of childhood memories. Before we get into today's episode, there's some big news I'd like to announce. Starting next week, there'll be a new edition of The Forgetting Curve every week. If you live in Melbourne, Australia, then tune in to 88.3 Southern FM at 2pm on Wednesday, or you can tune in around the globe from southernfm.com.au or via the TuneIn Radio app to hear the brand new extended edition of The Forgetting Curve. We're going to take a deeper look into childhood memories and we're going to place those memories in the wider context of childhood. Everyone's memories are unique, but there's a universal experience to many of our stories. We're going to dig into those experiences and see how the jigsaw puzzle of childhood fits together. One of the most interesting pieces in that puzzle is something we're going to explore in today's episode. Because today, we're looking at creativity. Children are often very creative as they try to shape the world around them. And their creativity often comes out in unique and interesting ways. In our first story today, a young girl tries to amuse herself in the absence of siblings. And she seems to do a great job of it, but it might not be so amusing for her mother. As an only child, in order to not be lonely, which I never was, I had to come up with lots of different ways of spending my time. So I had lots of friends as a kid and I would always be hanging out with them, but I always had the sense of when, when I got home that something was missing, that maybe there's there's a couple of extra people missing because all of my friends had siblings and um, or grandparents living with them or something like that. So I when I got home... I had to be kind of creative with the way that I spent my time in order to kind of make sure that I didn't feel lonely, like the lonely child. So what I used to do was, in in the back room of of our house, the, the very back room was kind of my room. So we had the couch, we had a TV, there was a little um, mini desk that looks a lot like my mum's because my mum was working from home. She has a a medical secretary business so that she could raise a kid by herself. So I had kind of like an identical desk to her, but like a miniature version, thinking back that it's really cute. But um, so I had a bookshelf and I had this couch and all this fun stuff to do. But what I used to do was give my mum little office jobs. So I would say to her, I'd bring her a book. And this was very young, probably six-ish, I remember bringing her this book on birds and being like, Mum, can you just type out this book on birds for me um, or this, this certain chapter on the cockatiel and then um, and then I'll have that on my, my desk by five or something like that. And then I remember going through it and this was like the funnest thing to me was going through this document that my mum had actually typed up from from this book that this little idiot had brought to her desk and, and finding that there was a typo in it. And I... I took it and I was like mum mum you this is a typo like you you spelt this thing wrong or there's like there's like a comma missing or something and she was like okay I'll fix it I'll fix it and then in the meantime between her fixing it and reprinting it and stuff such a waste of paper she had a a um a photocopying machine and so what I used to do was um find random objects around the house and photocopy them and then cut out the photocopies and kind of blue tack them around the house 
So to me, the whole house kind of looked like this crazy art project where all these everyday objects were then copied and then just stuck in random places all around the house and for some reason that was hilarious. I used to create like really cool string traps in the back room of the house that just around probably neck height on an adult I used to put a string across the um kind of like the door to the this is so bad but like the door to the to the back room and occasionally it would catch someone and I would be like oh I kind of feel bad about that but my trap kind of worked It's nice to hear when a child reaches their goals, even if it's at the expense of the adults around them. In our next story, the young girl unfortunately doesn't get to meet her goals. She's keen to show off just how creative she is, but unfortunately, her teachers just don't have as much time as she does. Yeah, I was like a know-it-all at school in year four. I decided that, like, everyone in our grade was going to put on Cats, the musical. Like, this wasn't a decision of the school. I just really wanted to do it because I loved Cats because it came to port in, like, a big tent. And so became obsessed with Cats, wrote out, like, the script to Cats by hand by watching a DVD and, like, writing out all the words. Eventually was given by my cousin, like, a CD of the whole musical. Recruited kids on, like, the playground we like rehearsed it I think for maybe two terms like it was just silly and had kids from like grade one which my sister was in at the time come and rehearse with us as like extras like they weren't allowed big parts they just had to and I was going to be Mr Mistopheles because he was the best and I was going to like wrap myself in fairy lights and then plug them in and like come out and dance wearing fairy lights like it was just such it was definitely like a 10 year old production of Cats And um, we rehearsed it all. So this is like a a two-and-a-half-hour musical. And the idea was that we'd just ask to put it on for our grade and they'd have to all sit there and watch us perform Cats. And, like, obviously that's absurd, but it seemed like a really good idea. And I'd, like, make people rehearse at lunchtime and, like, bribe them with lollies. I mean, we told, like, we had this awful teacher and we (laughs) told her that we were going to perform Cats. And um, she obviously thought it was just, like one song from Cats (laughs) which would be reasonable and so she let us all go get changed into our costume and the cast was about like 15 people we pulled these like kids from year one out of class I don't even know if they were allowed to do that we just I was a big sister so I was like don't go to class come perform Cats and um there are pictures of us all like on the stands on stage dressed up as cats and we just kept going. And so <laughs> it was the start of the musicals, just like the chorus singing for about 15 minutes. So we did that. And then we performed maybe like the first three songs. And the bell went for lunch and we just kept going. And the teacher had to come up and be like, hey, we're like, are you guys done yet? And we, I was like, no, like we're not even at intermission. <laughs> like, no, no, we're, we're performing all of Cats. And she was like, no, like, you can't just perform all of Cats. And we're like, just let us do memory at least. So we did memory, which was my cousin singing memory. And um, there were lots of costume changes and weird things. And she only got us off stage by telling us that we could perform the rest of it a month from that day. And then we had, like, 
10 other kids come up and ask if they could be part of Cats. So we kept rehearsing for that month. And I remember like a month later, I was like, we're ready to keep performing Cats. And she was like, you're not going to keep performing Cats. Like, it's that's not okay. You can't do that. <laughs> this isn't a school-endorsed production. It was great. It was great. But I never got to, because like Mr. Mistopheles is right at the end. So, yeah, never got to cover myself in fairy lights and potentially electrocute some seven-year-olds. But my sister, like, never lets me forget it. I think she's really still embarrassed about that entire ordeal. (laughs) That's it for this episode of The Forgetting Curve, but there's plenty more to come. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday at 2pm on southernfm.com.au to hear the extended edition of The Forgetting Curve. Don't worry if you miss it, though. There'll be a podcast version soon after. If you want to keep up with the latest releases from The Forgetting Curve, then follow at Forgetting Curve on Twitter or find us on Facebook. Subscribe to our feed on iTunes or listen to our latest episode on our website. I finally bought a domain name for The Forgetting Curve, so instead of the Tumblr site, you can now visit forgettingcurve.com.au. You'll find all the same stuff there, and hopefully a lot more things to come. The radio version is not the radio version is not the only thing on the horizon for the Forgetting Curve. There's really some exciting content that I can't wait to show you. So make sure that you stay connected and don't miss a thing. If you think you have a story to tell us, then get in touch. We're always on the hunt for more captivating tales of childhood. And now that we have two editions of The Forgetting Curve, we're going to need a lot more stories. So if you or someone you know is interested in telling some of your childhood memories, then contact us via the website. Thank you for listening to The Forgetting Curve. We'll be back with our regular podcast in two weeks' time and our brand new edition every Wednesday. Listen to Australian podcasts. OzPodcasts.com.au